to the Cocktail Enthusiast podcast. This week, Kevin and Nico talk boozy holiday gifts. They taste Studebaker bottled old-fashioned, and everything derails somewhere around whiskey perfume. So sit back and grab a cocktail. And now, your host, Nico Martini. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cocktail Enthusiast Podcast. I am your friendly host, Nico, along here with Mr. Kevin Gray. Hey, Nico. Hey, man. What's your, going on? Your voice gets uh, smoother and sultry well, every week. Yes, I'm, I'm working on my audition for the Smooth Jazz Station around town. So does that mean you're not going to be hosting this podcast anymore? Not as soon as I get a gig pimping out, uh, I don't even know who <laughs> Smooth Jazz, KD Lang, coming up next. Ooh, yeah. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about drinks. Please. Hey, man. Hey. H- how are you? How's it going? What's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm I feel, doing well. It feels like I haven't doing... seen you in a minute. I know, you've been traveling. Well, a little bit, yeah. Where'd you go? I just got back from Miami. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> okay, random-ass trip to Miami. Uh, we were going just to kind of hang out with some friends because they had their uncle's condo or something. We had a place. We had a free place to stay. So, um, go to Miami, and there's this thing going on called Art Basel. <laughs> Have you heard of this? I've heard of Art Basel. Yes, Art Basel, Art Basel, Art Basel. It depends on who you're talking to. Got it. And um, I don't know. The snooty people called it Art Basel, so maybe it, maybe it's actually called Art Basel. I don't know. Okay. Well, um, uh, it's a how big was it? ass art show, and that I know. Um, it's yeah, it's this it's this enormous art show. What I was told was that of all of the modern art art shows, this is kind of the one. That or this is one of the ones that this is where all of the big dogs go. Like this was actually it was actually really cool. I'd never seen, I'd never seen uh, Banksy's work in person. Oh. but there was like some Banksy's there. Oh yeah, friend like, friend of the show taking Banksy. taking selfies with Banksy's. Yeah, man, dude, that guy can lay them down. Holy cow, he loves that pancake whiskey. <laughs> what? He can't sue me because he's not like public. He he doesn't want anybody to know who he is. It was not like he's going to come after us. By pancake whiskey, do you mean crown maple? (laughs) Uh, I was actually referring to to Knob Creek smoked maple, but that whiskey that made my entire office smell like pancakes when I left half a glass on my desk. I was wondering (laughs) where the the segue from art to drinks was going to come in. Oh, here I should have known it was pancake (laughs) whiskey. Pancake whiskey. So anyway, it was Banksy and (laughs) pancake whiskey. I assume. I assume you. Anything else? I assume you drank well in Miami. I did. I did. I actually had a chance to. I'd never been to Miami, and um, I easily like the the coolest thing that we did was we went to this place called. Um, well, sorry, two things. Uh, Friday was Repeal Day, so yay! Yay! No happy, prohibition. Happy Repeal Day. Uh, we went to a little, uh, a tiny little soiree, little little Repeal Day soiree put on by the folks who do the Craft Spirits Festival. So shout out to Frank. Thank you for hosting us. That was a great great little event. Um, and then on Saturday we went to the. Saturday, Sunday, whatever. We went to the Broken Shaker. Oh yeah, great cocktail bar in Miami. Yeah, I never wonderful bar. It was really, really cool. It was very, very cool. And I mean, even when we went, they were in the middle of doing uh, the Bon Vivants were down there doing their Swig and Swine event. Yeah, and um, so the actual Shaker was pretty much shut down like the way that if you've never been there, the way that it works is like it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little bar. But then it's got this massive patio because you're in Miami and that's just how, how it rolls. So this is this beautiful outdoor landscape and there's a pool and it's gorgeous. Well, all that shit was shut down for the swig and swine thing. So when we got there, we went to the Broken Shaker and it was like literally 
the four bar stools that are there and the two top that's a, that's like in front of the bar and that's it as far as the broken shaker goes. Yeah. But, you know, we were there. Um, had some amazing drinks. Very cool. And then after a little bit, we wandered over into the, the Swig and Swine event and um, hung out with some of the, you know, cocktaily bros. And, you know, it was amazing. It was it was nice. a, it was an awesome event. Miami is very, very cool and ridiculously expensive. <laughs> I can't even I can't even express how expensive this was. Because of Art Basel, or is it just because it's Miami? I, I don't know, man. But one, Saturday night, we decided to. We were we were told you've got to see the Delano. You have to see the Delano Hotel. Sure, yeah. So we were like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's go see the Delano. So we get to the Delano and we walk in, and it's really cool. It's a really beautiful hotel. Um, and we're walking down through this gardeny thing past the pool and there's like tables in the pool that you sit in like you take your shoes off and like play in the pool while you're sitting at this cocktail table um and uh so me and me and my buddy go and get drinks and i had a makers on the rocks and he had a greyhound makers on the rocks what kind of vodka was in the greyhound he just ordered a greyhound vodka so vodka vodka $20 $20 for the Makers on the Rocks. $50 that tab was. For the pair? For all of it. So yeah. one Makers on the Rocks and one nondescript vodka, and it was $50. Yeah. I'm guessing mine was 30 Miami's dumb. I'm guessing mine. I'm guessing my Makers on the Rocks was 30 which is coincidentally the same price as a bottle of Makers. Yeah, that that's a... Man, I wonder if people tip, tip about 20% at that bar. Oh, 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 the tipping thing. If you are on Miami Beach, here's here's your educational point, fair listener. If you are on Miami Beach and you order anything at any restaurant, they will grat it, period. Every check that we got that was on that island had gratuity added. 18%, it's on the bill. Don't feel the need to go overboard unless they've done a, man, a fantastic job because they grat everything. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. So good pro tip. Anyway, pro but tip. but you know, um, Miami. It was very very cool, and I'm glad that I went. And Art Basel is fascinating, and um, got to man, I got to hang out with Banksy again, doing shots of pancake whiskey. It was awesome. That Banksy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Knob Creek ought to just like sponsor his shit. It's great. Uh, uh, what else you want to talk about? I don't know. What what what, what you got? I, think, I, I feel that like we're sort of, of in the midst of quick hits. Yeah, it kind of made me think of rum. <laughs> I don't know. So Miami, here's some, Miami will make Miami, you think of rum. I have some good some, I got some. Too. I got some rum news. Okay. What do you got? Um, our friends at the 86 Company. Ah, 86 Company. Good pals. Uh, they make a lovely rum called Kanye Brava. It's a three-year-old white rum, but yes. they just came out with a new seven-year-old dark rum. Woo! Like basically just right now, so it's their first new product since 2012, and it's That's their awesome. first ever well, aged anything. It's well, well their, their their rum is three years old, so it's their first ever dark aged spirit. Okay, yeah, seven year old rum. Nice. So, have you had it? Not yet. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, it. Like literally, just came out, but I think yeah, we'll awesome. give it a whirl soon. Awesome. Real quick. So actually, speaking of the 86 company, um, one of their. Uh, one of one of their guys, I don't know exactly what he does. I think he's like the director of operations. Brian Townsend, great guy, really, really cool dude. He started this charity called Triggers Toys. And Triggers Toys is doing their huge event that they do every year. Um, this is this happens in Dallas, Texas. 
and um, it's happening on Sunday, actually, at a place called Henry's Majestic. And um, if you if you are not in Dallas, if you are not in Texas, you are more than welcome to go to TriggersToys.org. It's an amazing charity, and um, 86 Company is is hugely involved in this thing. They they also they pull in basically they, they do this event called the Fantasy Bar Draft, and what it is is they have. Um, like 150 bartenders from all over the U.S. come in town and they're drafted on to different teams. And then those five teams will end up doing a pop-up bar. And so they're handed like a topic and they come up with, this is what the bar is going to be. So one of them is like doing a, a yacht club theme. One of them is doing like a toga party. One of them is, I don't know, there's, there's, there's a bunch of others, but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be Sunday. If you're in the, if you were in the greater North Texas area, go check it out. We should point out that triggers toys itself. Uh, it raises money for hospitalized children. Yes. So, um, trigger is actually a delightful yellow lab. Yes. Um, and it started with him kind of interacting with these hospitalized children and bringing them toys. So now they spend tens of thousands of dollars, um, providing, toys um and like a, basically a party for these kids um in the hospital and as well as their families so very good very good feel good charity especially around the holidays awesome great cause if you need if you need somewhere to put your um put your donations this holiday season i highly recommend triggers toys it's great triggerstoys.org if you want more info all right i feel better just i feel better just telling everyone i know i feel you like know, all it, of the bad things i did this week i know they're it, gone it's like i mean it's it's like when i share a, a meaningful story on facebook i feel better about myself <laughs> Yeah. It's called clicktivism. <laughs> There's an actual term. That makes me so sad. I know. It's awful. We're, we live in a terrible time. Um, so speaking of speaking, terrible times. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of things that are kind of terrible, let's segue from that wonderful charity to talk about the Cocktail Enthusiast Gift Guide. Oh, come on. This is not <laughs> terrible. This is a wonderful This is a wonderful exhibition and everything that you need to know about giving gifts to fans of cocktails. Now, we may be doing this in reverse. We should be talking about the Cocktail Enthusiast Gift Guide on all of the podcasts that the people who are married to the Cocktail Enthusiast listeners... You just forward, to. forward this to your loved ones. Yes, tell them that this is what they need to listen to if they want to have a good idea of what to surprise you with on Christmas. And to stay in your good graces. Exactly. First up, and by the way, you can check this out on cocktailenthusiast.com. Um, we've got several wonderful gifts for the cocktail enthusiast in your life, or hell, buy it for yourself. But one of my favorite new products of the year comes from the Pineapple Company. Um, so WMP and WMP Design in New York um, created the Pineapple Company, and essentially... They are making tumblers nice, uh, in the shape of a pineapple where the top actually comes off and then reveals Have like, seen? it's like drinking out of a pineapple. Have They've you got seen them. these? Yeah, they're beautiful. They're so cool. Check out the website. You can see some photos. Yeah. Um, these are beautiful. They come in gold, copper, and silver. Um, so you can get it in like a big tumbler, like pineapple sized, or you can also get these little mini shot glasses. What? I'm a huge fan of these. Oh, that's cool. And I got to cool. say, I mean, it's like $29 for one of these, which when bad. you see this beautiful pineapple glass, it's so worth it. It's like a showpiece. It's t- it's it's, it's beautiful. Amazing. Two of these will set off your bar cart. And this is like one of my favorite new products of the year, the Pineapple Company Pineapple Tumblers. That's awesome. What do you think of the... Actually, have, have you seen, have you held in your hand the Jackson Cannon bar knife i have have you yeah i'm actually a big fan so do you have is, one of these i do oh my god the jackson cannon bar it knife, looks so cool first off jackson cannon 
is um, very, very big time um, Boston-based bartender. Um, works with Eastern Standard, the Hawthorne, um, and he worked with this company called R. Murphy to create a bartender knife. Um, it's very ergonomic. It, it looks very interesting, so it doesn't have... Um, a traditional tip. tip at the end it's yeah. flat it's a very sharp knife but it's flat at the end and it's the perfect knife for uh cutting citrus making citrus peels and nice. even that little blunt edge like the very like the right angle tip of it is perfect for picking out seeds from your citrus it's just a great oh, wow. knife it costs 79 dollars. if you know any bartenders even home bartenders this is just a beautiful wood-handled knife can't go wrong that's awesome that's awesome that's that is um that is also featured in the cocktail enthusiast uh, gift guide it is right below <laughs> the Basil Hayden drinking shoes. Drinking shoes. Drinking. Everybody has. Here's the thing. Everybody has drinking shoes, whether you want to admit it or not. But this will really, it, this will stand you out. This will make you a professional. You've got your running shoes. you got your, your casual shoes. Mm-hmm. You might even have some driving shoes. Mm-hmm. you got your dress shoes. But do you have leather shoes that come in one color and one color only? That being whiskey. Mm. Um, so these these are um, Horween leather shoes that are emblazoned with the uh, Quaddy, Q U O D D Y Quaddy 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 and Basil Hayden teamed up to make this this kit and basically you get a beautiful pair of handmade leather shoes you get these Horween leather wrapped rocks glasses and a little kit to put it all in it's kind of superfluous yet i love everything about it yeah that sounds that sounds like everything that i would want for christmas they're also all, just nice looking shoes yeah, no they're really really good looking shoes they're kind of boat everybody wears shoes but they're really nice yeah whiskey shoes whiskey shoes everybody needs some whiskey shoes Get on the whiskey shoe train and if you don't have whiskey shoes now you have an opportunity to get some uh let's okay. do let's do one more and then one i think more. we'll probably revisit some more gifts uh next episode as well yeah actually um let me see how about which, these cocktail kits which one which which cocktail kit do you want to talk about oh the, the airplane ones yeah yeah holiday cool. season everyone's traveling there's a company called cocktail kits to go uh the two part being the number two cocktail kits to go and they make a little kit that looks like basically an altoid box and inside um there's an old-fashioned kit and a daiquiri kit so inside you've got your sugar you've got your lime for the daiquiri you get um Angostura bitters in the old-fashioned kit. It comes with a little recipe, a little muddling spoon. It does not come with liquor, however. So when you're on the airplane, you have all the accoutrement to make your cocktail, but you will still need to get that little mini bottle of liquor from your flight attendant. Now, or bring it aboard. You know you can bring it on. Under three ounces. It's under three ounces. You are more than welcome to bring liquor on an airplane. Cocktail kits to go. You can make a little daiquiri, make an old-fashioned, have a nice stiff drink on the airplane, get through your holiday travels. That is awesome. I, I, am, I am noticing... Mr. Gray, you're missing one of my highlighted um, gifts for the whiskey drinker this holiday season. Well, thanks for calling me out. Well, it did not make your list, and I'm very disappointed because... What is it? Well, Sephora has a new fragrance. They're calling it Whiskey. Oh, my God. Inspired by American bourbon casks and rare Irish whiskeys, this timeless indulgence is filled with flavor. Layers of mahogany, oak, sage, and cinnamon create this profound blend. Whiskey is a warm and spicy scent that is loved by both men and women. Whiskey is not recommended for those driving motor vehicles. That last part isn't in the description. I'm guessing, that's what I was going to say, I'm guessing it doesn't say that, but I'm also guessing that... If you spray yourself with whiskey perfume and you do get pulled over, you're going to have some splaining to do. I wonder if this actually smells like whiskey. It can't actually smell like booze. I mean, it's got to have... Is this like the essence? 
Let's take a field trip to Sephora. They're all, everywhere you go, they're trying to spray you with perfume. Man. This is the one time I just open my mouth and just take it. <laughs> that sounds super weird. <laughs> wow. You remember that time that you got really personal on the Cocktail Enthusiast podcast? Just trying to talk about perfume I, as two guys do on podcasts, man. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I can't. I cannot. Dude, I can't even tell who it's marketed to. It's got to be. I Sephora's, mean, Sephora's all women. Yeah. Right? Okay. I think. Yeah, this is crazy. This is a dumb idea. It's a dumb idea. Sorry, sorry, I think Sephora. whiskey cologne is a great idea. Whiskey cologne is a great idea. Gin cologne. I feel like this has to exist. If not, stop talking about it. Let's do it right now. Yeah, we need to. We need to come out with cocktail colognes. That it's like this is Manhattan. This They're is already Sazerac. distilled. Dude, I know. Fuck. Okay, we got to stop talking about this. We got to. We got to talk about this offline. Talk about this offline. Table that. Table that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, speaking of speaking of whiskey and whiskey news and whatnot, I think it's time to move on to the tasting. It was, I don't know, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, we talked about the um, big, bad, big, bad, bad mother Diageo is jumping into the bottled cocktail game. Well, I was at the booze store and I saw a bottle of Studebaker. Studebaker Say what? is their old, wait, is that both of them? Yeah, this is uh, no Studebaker's their brand of the bottle cocktails we are drinking or we're about to try. We're about to live taste the old fashioned. What else do they make? A Manhattan. Okay, that makes sense. I think it's a Manhattan. Um, I'm almost positive. So on the side, just because I'm reading this as we're talking, um, it says each batch uses the finest Canadian whiskey, expertly blended and finished with select premium ingredients to replicate the unique and extraordinary taste of cocktail history. So this is essentially so. Okay, so this is. Canadian whiskey with other things meant to make it taste like an old fashioned. Right. All right. The are bottle's they, cool. Are there any are there any other ingredients listed? Like do they have to even do nah, that? No, cuz they don't list ingredients on booze. Yeah. My guess is they probably put in some sort of like citrusy essence and then like sugar. Right. It's possible there's bitters in here. That'd be kind of cool if there are. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm guessing it's let's taste it. I'm guessing it's kind of kind of be like a like a poor man's slow and low. Who made this again? This is a Diageo. Diageo. Yeah. yeah, so Diageo is massive, right? One of the world's biggest drinks companies. So it's interesting that they're selling a bottled cocktail. Yeah. I mean, that tells you how mainstream old fashions are now. No kidding. That Diageo has put them in a bottle. That they think they can sell bottles of yeah. these at the liquor store. Maybe they can. It smells like an orange. I did it again. I just started drinking. God I'm damn sorry. It, every time. <laughs> <laughs> you can never ask Nico what something smells like. What does it smell like? He's like, well, it finishes oh. like... <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, smell? <laughs> <laughs> it smells like an orange. Yeah, it just smells like, it smells an, orange. like an orange. Like orange peels. Yeah. O- orange oil. It smells like... It smells like Sephora orange perfume. You zested an orange over something kind of nondescript, possibly whiskey. It's really orangey. Like the taste of it's actually really orangey too. It now t- that I'm tasting it and reading the bottle it still. Kinda, it kind of so, tastes like it smells. It's a lot of text on this bottle. It says, serve cold with an orange wedge. They're really playing up the orange. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They, yeah, no, it does taste very orangey. It, it kind of kind of feels like they're running from the whiskey. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it kind of feels like they're trying to hide the whiskey. This tastes to me, first off, 
it tastes kind of good. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, no. Okay, first of all, this uh, I'll be completely honest. I was on my way to a wedding. I got this. I shoved it in the trunk in case they didn't serve alcohol. And I was like, oh, hey, we can do, mm-hmm. we can slug some old fashioned out of the trunk if we need to. If we need to, you know, spice yeah. it up at the wedding. Typical so, wedding um, stuff. I would, I would recommend this to. I think this is good trunk whiskey. It's good trunk at a wedding whiskey. Trunk at a wedding whiskey. I would recommend it for that. What about just for everyday use? I'd rather make my own, but yeah. Um, Oh, how much did this cost? Uh, Like twenty bucks. All right. I think maybe twenty five, but I think it was like twenty bucks. So for that, you could get a nice bottle of Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Make some old fashions at home. You could probably get a a bottle of Buffalo Trace and a bunch of oranges. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Just saying. Um, This does not. Okay, this is not as sweet as a Rock and Rye. No. But you feel me on this? Something about this bottled cocktail with all of the orange qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, rock and rye tends to have be accented with like spice, orange peels, and sugar. Right. Um, rock candy specifically. And this to me tastes kind of like a rock and rye. It's, it's whiskey, sort of, t- and tons of orange. And, and like almost like this like real orange liqueur quality once you start drinking it. Yeah. I mean, this no. tastes like... And like almost like they left out the sugar and put in some triple sec. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's very. Oh, dude! I just know. It's... I just saw. This. Also, God, I'm still reading. This is there's a lot of text on this label. People, uh-huh. I'm still reading it. This is only thirty percent ABV. Really? Yeah. That's really light. Interesting. Um. I, yeah, you know, for has... a bottle of cocktail, I don't know, because once you think when you think about making um an old fashioned at home, though, let's mm-hmm. say you used eighty or ninety proof whiskey, but then you dilute it with water, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that thirty percent is not that low, but I don't know. This is interesting. That is that is yeah. But you would be. But it it says in the instructions that you pour it on ice, so it dilute more. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't it know. Kind of tastes. Like, taste okay. And and I I could be crazy. I could be crazy here. <coughs> it kind of tastes like, and I could be crazy here, but it kind of tastes like you you barrel aged. Quantro or Grand Marnier? Like it's not. It's not. That's a little. That's a little excessive. It's not that excessive. But it's so orangey. But it's got. I mean, there's there's whiskey elements. There's kind of like an. There is like a. There is an earthiness. There is a. There is a kind of a barrel quality to it. But yeah, dude. I think this is. If you if you actually did barrel age Quantro and set it beside this, I don't know if I could distinct, well, distinguish either. Um. One. So for me, one thing that really. First off, this is Canadian whiskey. I keep thinking like bourbon or American rye. Like right. That's so this is not that. This is Canadian whiskey. Um, but you tend to look for like whiskey notes, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe some vanilla, some some oak accents, mm-hmm. um, some rye or wheat or corn. Mm-hmm. But here I, I taste some I taste some spirit that apparently is whiskey and I taste a shitload of orange. That said, I do not dislike the flavor. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's uh. trunk whiskey. Yeah, yeah, it's trunk whiskey. I mean, this is not. If you would like, if you would like an old fashioned, go see your barkeep and have them make you an old fashioned. Um, if you need a bottle of whiskey that you know to stick in your trunk, <laughs> pick this. It's great. It's <laughs> totally fine. It's a. It's a. I don't know. You know what? If I was gonna um, do this again, I think I'd put this over some big ice cubes. Yeah. It doesn't really feel. It's not very. Well, we hot. didn't. We didn't follow directions. Apparently, man. I mean, we should have. It's not very hot. Like, I don't mean that it needs to be like um, watered down or anything. But um, if you put this over some ice cubes, I might just throw a couple dashes of bitters in there to spice uh-huh. it up. Because right now, almost all the spice is it's like that. Flat. It's that orange. It's orange spice. It's yeah. not like 
you're not getting that like fun Angostura spice. Yeah. And I might also top it off with a little whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so you would make you would make an old fashioned out of the out of the bottled old fashioned. Maybe this and would then be my serve it as an old fashioned. It's a super meta old fashioned. <laughs> Maybe you can reduce this down and make this a bitters that you will use in your regular <laughs> old fashioned. <laughs> Turn this into a syrup. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can you can make this kind of simple. Use infuse this with a bunch of sugar. Studebaker well, old fashioned simple syrup to sweeten up my old fashioned. <laughs> in case you're in case you're in a meta mood. Nico, five yeah. five stars. What do you give it? One uh, one zero to five. Zero to five. Um two and a half. That's what I was going to say. Same two, same page. Two and a half. Yeah, it's got um, some utility. It's not bad. This it's, is, it's got some utility. This is it's a fun uh, little fun little product. Yeah. And I mean, frankly, this is better than some old fashions I've had in my life. True story. Without a doubt. Oh, also, again, true story. Uh, I was at a bar that you, I should not have ordered an old fashioned, but I didn't realize that until it was too late. Some dude topped it with Sprite. Sprite. Sprite, not club soda, which still delivers. Which is still club soda deserves a slap on the wrist. Right. Sprite deserves a slap in the goddamn head. <laughs> Sprite, where were you? I was in New York. Okay. Granted, okay. So I was at an Irish bar. So this is what employees only is coming. <laughs> <laughs> F those guys. I was at an Irish bar in New York, and I know um, I wasn't planning to get an old fashioned. I was drinking beer, having a burger, I was by myself, like watching some game, and the bartender asked me if I like whiskey. So I said yes, of because course. I do. And then he said, have you ever had an old fashioned? No. <laughs> and I was like, in the last 30 minutes? No. Um, so he was like, well, let me make you one. He's a super nice guy. We were talking. Great guy. Great guy. So I see him making it. Um, he shook it, which told me a lot of things were wrong with it anyway, because you should always stir an old fashioned. So he shook it. I knew it wasn't going to be very good. He used maker's mark. I remember that. He did put bitters in it. And then he shook that. So that's a little bit of a cocktail crime. Um, and then he poured it over ice, and then he topped the thing with freaking Sprite. And then he looked pleased with himself. <laughs> Did he straw taste it? I don't think he straw tasted it. Um, but he I did. He I, I remember because I remember I, I looked at him and I was like, oh, yeah, that's so, um, huh, yeah, thanks, man. And I was like, you know, I was just being polite. Like, I wasn't going to be rude about it. Sure. But he was like, um, you know, let me know what you think. So I kind of faked my way through it because I didn't care enough to like, I'm not going to correct the guy. Um, so he was like, yep, that's actually the drink I made to get this job. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was a real mic dropping moment. Oh my God. That's amazing. I don't uh, remember the name of the bar. And if I did, I wouldn't even bring it up. Right. But do you remember the name of the guy? <laughs> don't drink old fashions at this one nondescript bar a little somewhere between somewhere between Flatiron and Koreatown. If you see an Irish bar, don't, <laughs> don't drink old fashions. Don't drink old fashions there. Um, well, good podcast. Yeah, yeah. Those are, those are your lessons for the day. Don't tip in Miami because they're already charging you. And don't drink old fashions near Koreatown at Irish pubs. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Cocktail Enthusiast Podcast. I am Nico. I am Kevin. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining the Cocktail Enthusiast podcast. Be sure to visit cocktailenthusiast.com for more stories, recipes, and conversations about this spirited industry. We'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>